Hi, welcome to FASD Family Life, the show for families by families, where we discuss parenting children and teens with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Robbie Seal, FASD educator, advocate, and mom of four children with FASD. I know the struggle is real, but so is success. And I hope that sharing my experiences can help you feel that you're not alone and that there is hope for you and your child with FASD. Please take a second to uh, like and subscribe to FASD Family Life and turn on your notifications so you don't miss any episodes. New episodes are released every Friday. I call it FASD Fridays and it's available everywhere. And I encourage you to share the podcast with your friends and family and maybe even your child's teacher. One listener posted a link of the podcast to her Facebook page. Thank you very much for that. And I wanted to let you know, my dear friends, that we have over 2,000 downloads already. So thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Um, It'd be really fun if together we could double that. If we share with one person and they download, we get to 4,000. That would be so cool. So I'll work on my end and hopefully you'll help me on your end. Thank you so much for all the love I receive in the emails from you. I appreciate your comments and your questions. And together, we make this podcast amazing. And you can come visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under my name, Robbie Seal. And I'll share some content and you can post questions there too if you'd like. Well, here we are. Episode number 15 of FASD Family Life, the podcast for families by families, where we get real about raising children and youth with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And I'm so happy you could join me. In this episode, I'm just going to shoot from the heart. I think that it's been a really hard couple of weeks here in Canada with the news of the unmarked graves of 215 children at the Kamloops Indian Residential School. Um, And that's been having a lot of us reeling with the gravity of not only that find, but anticipating that there will be many, many more unmarked graves found across Canada. Also the grief that we feel with our Indigenous friends and neighbours and family members, and anger that we feel toward the authorities, both the Government of Canada and the church uh, authorities that are refusing to or, or making it difficult to release documents and release funding so that Indigenous people can reclaim their loved ones, search for their loved ones and reclaim and, on, and an honest acknowledgement of the atrocities committed against the Indigenous people, the genocide really that happened. And so I know as a Canadian myself, I'm grieving and I'm angry and I'm disgusted. And my children um, have Indigenous heritage. And so um, I hurt for them as well. And I see in them the legacy of generational trauma and it's heartbreaking. So that's really hard. And then this week also on Sunday, um, some person drove right into a family, a Muslim family that was going for a walk, and he killed three generations of people in that family. He killed the parents, a teenage daughter, I think a grandmother. I think a nine-year-old boy survived and is still in hospital. And I'm just sickened at the hate and the intention behind doing something like that. Um, So I hurt for my Muslim friends and just... I don't know, it brings me back to last summer with Black Lives Matter, and certainly those crises are ongoing, and I just, like you, I'm sick of the hate and wonder why people um, react and and just are so vicious to one another. 
I don't have any answers, but I, I know I'm hurting, and, and I'm sure you are too. And m- I know that I have listeners all around the world. I have um, listeners across Canada, and so I'm sure you are feeling similarly to me. I have listeners in, I have friends in um, the United States and the UK. I have friends in Brazil. We were trending really high in Brazil. That's so cool. And I have friends listening in Australia. And you reach out to me on Facebook, and I love that. Thank you so much to think that one mom is reaching. Uh, via podcast to so many other parents and caregivers um, just to extend friendship and love and encouragement on this really hard road of just being alive in 2021 and pandemic and crises of of hate and crises of politics it's been it's been really hard and I guess that just brings me to I wonder how you are you know has it been a hard day for you has it been a hard week Maybe you're in a hard season of a, of a hard month or a hard year. Um, sometimes we go through these really hard seasons, you know, everything in the world aside, if we can even do that. But sometimes the crisis is in our own families, be it marriage or raising children or raising children with disabilities. It's really hard sometimes. We've been in some really bad crises. We've been in the crisis of a, a, a child in addiction and, and lost in homelessness for seven or eight years. Um, the grief that you're in and that and and all the while trying to care for and raise other children and nurture your marriage and it's so complicated and then and then that child went in recovery and that was wonderful and and but I thought maybe recovery would be forever and it wasn't and so then there was another tumbling down into the sorrow and the chaos and the pain of relapse Um, it's hard it's hard I think it's been a hard decade honestly She's in recovery now, and my 16-year-old girls are doing really well, and my 13-year-old boy is being 13, and it's some days are really hard. Today was hard. So I just wanted to check in and just be honest with you. Just how are you? I wonder how your kids are. I wonder how you are. I, I tried to have a conversation at supper time with my family just to say, how are you guys? Did you hear about the family that was run down? in London, Ontario. And I was about to start the conversation. And one of my girls said, wait a minute, is this going to be bad? And I said, yeah, it's it's bad. It's not good. She goes, I, I don't want to hear it. And I stopped and I, and the other two were curious, but I stopped and I thought, no, we have to honor that. And then later I thought, are we that way sometimes? And, and that's okay. Like some days we just can't take anymore. So in the coming weeks, I've been thinking about this anyway, and in the coming weeks, I'm going to focus the uh, podcast on hearing from you and and kind of reading from my email in basket and sharing your questions with everybody so we can all learn and grow together. And you know, I'm I'm not the expert. I'm a mom, but I've got 20 years experience at this. And so I've learned some stuff. And I've attended a lot of FASD training and a lot of conferences and read a lot of books. And I'm always trying to learn from other parents. So that's the well I dig into. That's where I reach for information. And if I don't know, I research it. And and that's where I get my answers from. So, But I struggle too. And I share those with you guys all the time. So I invite you over the next few weeks to, or whenever, but particularly today, tomorrow, in the next week, two weeks, send in your questions, flood my email basket, my inbox with your comments. Um, you love the podcast or a win that you're having with your kids because I'd love to celebrate that too. Or maybe you had date night with your husband or your spouse. Um, 
I posted on Facebook last week, I think it was, that I had a date night with my husband. And one of the listeners, I think from Australia, wrote back and went, what's that? And it was funny. And we had this fun back and forth. And I mean, it wasn't a fancy date night. We dropped off our kids at a at a social skills program that they were attending. And then we popped over to the grocery store and we bought a box of cookies. And then we went back and parked near uh, the river in the city and we walked to a uh, park bench and we enjoyed the scenery and the new leaves out and it was late May early June and we gobbled down some cookies and had a nice chat with each other and flirted with with each other and that was date night you guys it was an hour and a half or two hours or something sitting together on a park bench Um, you know, just steal it when you can. But that's what I want to hear from you. I want to hear your wins. I want to hear your date night, your success that you're having with your kids. But I also want to hear your questions and so that we can learn and grow together. And so the next two, three weeks, we'll be focusing on, on that. It'll be question and answers. And then in the summer, I've got some really great things planned for the summer, but like you, um, I have to change my pace and my schedule when my kids are home from home and not at school, and July and August in Canada means kids are home. So over the summer, I think I will be releasing new episodes every two weeks rather than weekly, and every two weeks we will hear from, it'll be an interview, and we will hear from the experts. I have interviewed a number of uh, adults with FASD, Um, And we will listen to those episodes over the summertime. And I also have interviewed my eldest daughter um, for her perspective of what it is to grow up with uh, adopted siblings who are younger, but adopted siblings and how that was for her as, as each child came into the family and what that meant for her and for us as a family. And then also what it is to be a neurotypical uh, sibling of siblings who have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and what those implications are. And I, I've heard from other listeners and other parents, um, you know, what's this going to be like for my child or my children if we move down the path of adoption or, or we're in it and, and we've got a lot of stress and am I ruining my kids' lives? And so I asked my daughter if she would participate on a podcast and she, um, graciously did so we'll hear from her over the summer as well so the summer of 2021 will be talked to the experts and then in September uh, we will resume again when the school year resumes we will resume with weekly um, podcasts and it'll be a combination of teaching about FASD and encouraging you and talking about the challenges and as always answering your questions Um, Because it's really my passion to see families raising children with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, to see those families thrive, not just survive, not just grit their teeth and get through it. And there are days we do that, but really to enjoy our family life and to accommodate our children so that they can have better days and we can have better days and we can reduce frustration for everybody and improve family cohesion and really have better outcomes for our children because that's what we want. We know that children with FASD who are not supported, who are not accommodated, have really bad outcomes. You know, those are those secondary disabilities of dropping out of school, failing school and dropping out of school and hanging around with a rough, the wrong crowd. And, um, you know, if you drop out of school, you've got a lot of time on your hands. Then what are you going to do? You know, and our kids might turn to alcohol or drugs, and then we have addiction, and then we have 
you know, maybe gang affiliation and, and homelessness. And I mean, it just goes, right? Incarceration or institutionalized care. Those can happen when we are unable to um, create the right fit for our children. So in September, we'll come back to creating, talking about what is the right fit, how to create a right fit. Maybe we'll talk about IEPs as well. And you can write to me about what has worked for you as you have worked with your school to create an IEP or an individualized education plan for your students. I know years ago when we first started doing that and our girls were just failing school and felt so sick even going to school, my IEP that I wrote for the teacher simply said, my goal is that they are safe and happy. Well, the educators didn't know what to do with that. And they want to, well, what about reading goals and math goals? And I said, it, it, it won't happen. They won't, re- they won't learn. They won't be available unless they feel safe and unless they feel happy. Welcome here. Safe here. It took some persuading for the teacher to include that in the IEP, but she certainly wrote in her goals for reading and, and um, language skills and spelling skills. And to be honest, I didn't care. I was, my goal was that my kids would be safe, happy, and they'd be willing to attend school. And I, f- I figured that if, if they were safe, happy, and willing to attend, then they would learn something. And, and they did. So I don't know. That's my one little tip for IEPs. And we'll get to more maybe September because we're not writing them in September yet. So we can talk about that. So back to it's been a hard year. It's been COVID. It's been Black Lives Matter. It's been so much racism everywhere in the world and just heinous things happening. And, and now we're coming to the end of a school year and maybe the end of COVID, maybe not. Um, and so I wonder, I know we're probably weary. I wonder if our kids are weary. Last week I talked about transitions and the trouble with transitions. And to the, one of the things to support transitions is routines. And that's really true and important. And kind of all of that culminated in, in a really wrong way today in my home. And I wonder if that happens for you sometimes too. Um, after school, I picked up my kids and drove them home like I always do. And then I had a couple of errands to run. And that meant supper was a little bit late. Well, it was an hour late instead of five o'clock, which is early, but it's generally what's needed around here. Instead of five o'clock, it was six o'clock. And what that meant was I was an hour off schedule. I thought we'd be okay, but, um, most of us were, but my son had been home from school and playing Fortnite. And so he was home probably about 3.30, and then 6 o'clock was dinner. Maybe that was too long playing Fortnite. Maybe he was overtired. I don't know. But he was very difficult at supper time, and, and he was rude and loud and, you know, one of those nights. I don't even have to explain it. You guys know. Ultimately, he got sent upstairs. He had finished eating, and he was still bothering everybody. And, like, it was really awful, you guys. And so he got sent upstairs, and I wondered after... You know, one of my kids said, no, I don't want to talk about bad things. This was, that was, that conversation happened before things kind of went south. But it got me thinking, are, are you know, are they just done? It's the end of the school year. And um, there's been a lot going on in the world. And, I, you know, sometimes we're that way, right? And maybe that's how he was too. He was just done. He went upstairs and calmed down. And a little while later, he apologized and asked for more food. Because, like I said, he's 13, so he's hungry. So he had eaten supper, so I made him some grilled cheese sandwiches and he ate those and you know the boy was asleep before seven o'clock seven o'clock p.m it was a pretty good indication that he's pretty tired he's pretty done that's not the obvious conclusion when you see your 13 year old or your 16 year old or or, you know your seven year old kicking off at supper time but they are they're tired at the end of the day and they're tired with all the 
social unrest and they're tired with the stress in the world and they're tired of wearing masks all the time and and my kids aren't complaining about any of those things but I don't know I thought I'd share that with you maybe your family is feeling that way too maybe your kids are a lot younger and you're just finding you know they're in grade one or two or three and they're just really not doing well in school right now maybe they're getting into trouble at school or they're getting in trouble at home a lot I remember that too and I I remember that come about April my kids would really start tuning out at school they were just done they just had no capacity left and so I just want to share that with you moms who maybe aren't um, that you have younger children than I do and so you're just kind of learning the ropes here or you're just wondering if it's FASD be extra patient and grace-filled I think because our kids are exhausted you know and I know the teachers are working really hard and they, they have their last push of of exams that they have to have the children do and then they have to write um, their report cards but we need to be extra understanding with our kids that they're just they're just done so if that means they stay home from school or that means that you pick them up early or that means that they kick off when they get home you know try to give them some quiet time give them something to eat and hope for the better but hang on a few more weeks and school will be done I hope this is okay I hope you don't mind that this is kind of an off script kind of um, um, episode the other thing I wanted to share I guess too is I've had some had some fun on some other podcasts as well and I'll share those episodes with you when they're released by those other podcast hosts one was particularly interesting in that it was a completely different era or genre it wasn't FASD it wasn't addiction it was really neat I was speaking to a podcast host who really um, works to support college age people university students who are dealing with grief and she works in New Jersey and she supports university age students who are you know away from away from home for the first time they're away in college and and they and kind of everything comes to to a head in their lives and can be very overwhelming and so she supports them and she and I had a conversation on her podcast and we ended up going down the road of what is FASD and and what is FASD prevention and and what if we find what if a woman is to find herself with an unexpected pregnancy and has been drinking alcohol and then what do we say and it was really a brilliant opportunity to talk about prevention you know using using birth control to prevent that unwanted pregnancy being cognizant that if if you're not using birth control and you want to become pregnant don't drink alcohol but if you find yourself in that circumstance, if a woman is to find herself in that circumstance of, okay, unplanned pregnancy, stop drinking right away. If you need help, get help. There, there's agencies to help and support networks to help a mom, a young woman, or any woman, you know, um, who finds herself in an unplanned pregnancy. And, you know, and that can happen to anybody. What, 50, 60% of pregnancies are unplanned? Um, and you don't have to be a teen or a college-age person, you know, um, a friend of a friend, you know, had an unplanned pregnancy in her 40s. I mean, it can happen. It can happen to anybody. So unplanned pregnancy, make sure that you stop drinking right away and family can support. Anyway, it was a really neat conversation that I was able to have and get that message out. Uh, I'll share that with you when it's available to me. I think it'll be in September. 
there's another nice podcast in in uh, Canada and it's called The Friend I Wish I Had. And this young lady, um, is it, that's the title of her podcast, and that's kind of her dream, or that's her goal in her podcast, is to extend that hand of friendship. She, she's had some really hard trials in her life, and she really wished she would have had that friend in those times to you know have some mentor, have some support. And I know I've been there. And um, when I was first learning, uh, my kids were little, and my, my, one of my teenagers was in addiction, and um, my other eldest was overseas. Um, I, man, I wish I had a friend who knew what I was going through, a friend that I could relate to and relate with and could learn from. And that's what, and I never did find that friend that could be a mentor to me. Now I have a friend group of other moms, and we're in the same state of life, stage of life, and that's wonderful. I don't know what I would do without them. But I yet, I don't have that friend who is, you know, five years ahead of me on the path that I can learn from. So that's why I started this podcast is so I could be that friend to someone who needed a friend. And some of you have written that to me. And thank you so much. You know, I had a one of the listeners in Australia wrote to me and said, where were you 12 years ago? I needed you. And thank you for that. And and my friend Natalie Vecchione, who has a podcast in um, North Carolina, I believe it is. Um, she said that too, man, I, where were you 10 years ago when we were in the deep with our kids? And so here I am now, I guess this is the right time for this. And um, so it was a real pleasure to be on Sandy's podcast when we were talking about the friend I wish I had and to be able to talk with her about what is FASD, what does it look like? She was asking questions about, well, how, how would a person know if their children have FASD? What are some of the markers and, and you know, what, what might we look for? And it was a good conversation to say, you know, very seldom are there any physical indicators. Really the most common way we determine that somebody has FASD or that we begin to query is by the behaviors, the very challenging behaviors, those ADHD behaviors and the learning disabilities and maybe the ODD and all those things that kind of start to come together. And we're like, I wonder. And if, and if we know that there may have been prenatal alcohol exposure, then we can relay that with the clinicians who are assessing our kids. But so often when our kids are in foster care, adoption, we don't know the maternal history. So we might suspect that there was alcohol in the pregnancy, but we don't know for sure. And so I was able to have that conversation with this young lady and it was really great. So we had a wonderful conversation together. So I'll share that with you as well when it comes out. I think she released that this week. So I should be able to release that soon as well. And that's what this is all about. As I said, I want this podcast, first of, first and foremost, to help families thrive. I know this is a really hard road and it's, you know, it's not just raising them till they're 18 or 20 and then off they go. Our kids need family support for a long, long time. This is a marathon. So I wanted to be that friend to encourage you, to equip you, to empower you that I know the struggle is real and so is success. And so together we can learn how to have success in our families and how to have good relationships with our children and and for us to be able to understand our children better and meet them where they're at so we can have those better relationships. It's so important that we understand FASD is a brain injury. And so while our kids might be presenting really frustrating behaviors really confounding behaviors that those behaviors are a symptom of the injury to the brain and when we can meet our kids there with you know compassion and say you know look you're not in trouble but we have to talk about this and so that we can have relationship and teach our children and to the best of our ability prevent those negative behaviors from happening and and when they do do the best we can to be supportive 
and we really cannot afford to say, I know my kid has FASD, but, but they should know better. I know my kid has FASD, but they shouldn't do that. You know, we felt like saying that tonight. I know my kid has FASD, but he shouldn't be being so rude at the table. He shouldn't be making her, his sisters crazy. And, and look what happened. You know, we got him upstairs and within 15 minutes he was asleep. Oh my gosh, who knew he was exhausted? You know, it wasn't even seven o'clock and he was exhausted. And that's what we always have to remember. This is a brain injury. Brain injuries are exhausting. So we need to have compassion. Anyway, please do write in your, with your comments, your questions, um, your encouragement, um, and your wins. I want to know those things so that I can share them with other people because we are in this together and we do learn together. And as I said, I just got an email today saying that FASD Family and Life podcast has over 2,000 downloads. That's amazing. And if we can all, each of us can encourage one more person to download, then we hit 4,000. That'd be incredible because it's all about getting the word out about what is FASD, encouraging families so they can thrive, preventing future prenatally exposed pregnancies so that, you know, we reduce the numbers of people with this disability. But we know that through COVID, drinking has been increasing, stress has increased. So we know there'll be a lot more FASD coming along in the next, immediately, right? And over the next decades. So we have our work cut out for us. So write to me, blow up my computer, you guys, so that uh, I have lots to share with you. I already have a lot of questions to dig from. So that'll be the next few weeks. I will be answering your questions and then transitioning into the summer. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll give you some maybe strategies for the summer and you can share some as well, some strategies for the uh, unstructured summertime and, and how you make that work for your kids. Over the summer, I will highlight episodes of Uh, talk to the experts where we talk to adults who have FASD and we talk to an adult sibling who does not have FASD and what it is like to have siblings who are adopted and siblings who have FASD. And then in September, we'll come back to our regular week by week podcast. And I'm looking forward to that. And we'll dig back into FASD, primary disability, secondary disability, IEPs, and um, oh my gosh, how we handle Halloween and Christmas. If any of you know how to handle Christmas, please let me know. Because this last year, December 25th, 2020, I was ready to cancel it. Like once we got through it, you all, and we opened all our presents, and then it all went to hell in a handbag. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. So if you have any tips, please share them with me. Anyway, that's me. This is Robbie with FASD Family Life, the podcast for families by families, where we get real about raising children and youth with FASD. I really am so happy you could join me. Thank you for spending your time with me. I know it's precious. Do write to me at FASDFamilyLife at gmail.com or private message me on Facebook, Robbie Seal at Facebook. Thank you. And until next week, as always, the struggle is real and so is success. I'll speak with you soon. Bye-bye.